Hey, y'all, and happy Friday. Welcome to the Happy Hour Express edition of the Stripe Show podcast, where we bring you everything you need to know from this week in golf in 15 minutes-ish. Today, I have a guest on, as you can see. There was a slight kerfuffle on Twitter yesterday with some people, meaning one person in the traditional media space, bashing golf social media influencers for what they did at the U.S. Open Media Day at Torrey Pines. If you haven't read it yet, it'd probably take me more than 15 minutes to explain it myself. So just go on Twitter, mine and Roger's Twitter. We'll explain it there for you. Today, we bring in really the brunt of this newsletter, Roger, article publication. Roger Steele, huge influencer in the game of golf, produces awesome content in new, fun, exciting ways. Referred to yesterday as a C-list celebrity uh, by Jeff Shackelford. Quite the yeah. honor. Roger, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm climbing pretty fast. I went from influencer to C-list celebrity pretty quick. So, you know, things are looking bright for me. Looking bright. I for love me. it. I love it. C-list, honestly, you went from influencer to celebrity. Sounds like a bump up in my opinion. I know, man. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take it easy on Jeff. I think I don't know what his intent was, but the end result, like it all worked out. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not going to complain about it. I love it. I mean, let's get right to the topic at hand. Um, what are your thoughts on yesterday overall? I mean, it, we, we do want to address the bigger issue, but we'll dive oh. deeper in a second. Initial thoughts. Uh, I just think that, like, it's, it's fascinating how closed-minded people are being regarding, like, the future of golf content uh, and, like, the people that are really going shape the game, right? So I think there's obviously, like, a lot of things that we can do on the professional levels and then, like, uh, you know, the traditional golf space, but it's this whole wave of people that are so much more impactful and connected on the ground level. And to a lot of people, like, what I'm finding from my community is, like, you know, influencers can be way more engaging because of the accessibility, right? So, like, we are these bridges to, uh, like, to things that they want to know in golf. And if we were equipped with the information and the experiences, we are much better transmitters of that information uh, than some of the other, you know, like, older people in, in the golf media space. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm I mean, you obviously have way more followers than me, but I'm in the same kind of realm. And there's definitely this stigma of the traditional media side that suggests that their way is, you know, the only way it's covering right. hard right. news and in a boring way that really only caters to a real golf fan. But people like you are looking to kind of change the way the golf is covered, talked about. Why do you think we struggle with the fact that things change? I think that, you know, when you think about typically who golf has appealed to and the decision makers around the game, I, you know, yeah, golf probably had like the most affluent, uh, you know, participant base across all sports, right? So it's just a lot of successful people. Successful people tend to be very opinionated and uh, and they tend to, you know, if, if something is working for me, what's my, you know, what's the value for me deviating from that? And so I think that, like, you know, what's going to happen is or what needs to happen is us is like the new era of voices in the game. We do we have the responsibility of like articulating what's the return on like our involvement. You know what I mean? And I think we're seeing that in so many ways. But I just think it's a bunch of old successful people that don't want to switch nothing up because it's been working for them for so long. You know, and I don't fault them, but it's just like. You know, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten in Twitter fights, Scott, over dress code, music on the course, you name it. I mean, yeah. I'd like to think, like you said, it's up to us to change a trajectory yeah. in that stuffy game, don't you think? And all that stuff's so ridiculous, like dress codes. Like, I mean, 
you know, it's certain clubs, I'm not going to lie, like, you know, when I get invited to, like, super exclusive clubs, I'm like, yo, it's a lot of history and legacy that went into building this. I want to respect it. You know what I'm saying? But, like, when I'm going out to a muni or something like that, or when I'm, like, I just I just want to hang out. You know what I mean? It's like dinner dress codes. Like, you can have your, you know, it's all way, it's all different, you know, uh, shapes and sizes that golf experiences come in, and it's like everybody needs to be open to all of them. You know, and I think that if, if the stuffy people just wanted to unstuff themselves, you know, it's ample opportunities. You know, it's ample opportunities for them to get out here and see the game from a different perspective that makes them appreciate their side more and just understand how they can make it more convenient for themselves. Because a lot of traditional golf coaches are, like, very inconvenient. Like, you know what I mean? It's like golf is, is just you're so bogged down with rules and, 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 and etiquette principles and all these things. It's like it's one of the most inconvenient experiences to like really get into. And I think that if we want to grow it, we got to find for that. Like it's a lot and of rules. A lot of the people claim to want to grow the game and then they do stuff like what happened yesterday and complain about, you know, people doing something different than what they do, which makes me think that they don't really want to grow the game. Exactly. <laughs> Man, you, you, you do things more creatively than me. How dare you? You know what I mean? It's like, I, you know, I, I just think that if anything, you know, there's so much ample opportunities for collaboration. Like all us that's new to the space, like we looking for people who existed and had success uh, in the past in traditional media so that we can understand how to respect, you know, golf culture and move things forward. You would get so much further by just working with me. You know what I mean? Other than like trying to criticize me, like let's let's talk about how we could you know, update what you're doing and add some tradition of what I'm doing and, like, where do we meet in the middle of all this? And so I think that, like, when people start pointing fingers and, you know, they over the hill, it's just like, oh, man, that's uh, that's tough to see. That's tough to see. We go out, like, it's like when Mike came back, you know, for the Wizards for that little bit of time, like, man, Mike, you should have just left it alone, dog. should have left it alone. I think it's tough because, you know, we have a responsibility to cater to a new audience. And that's kind of what you and like the USGA and, wow. and Hallie interviewing Kevin from the office, like that's catering to a new audience. Yeah, like maybe the the super golf fan isn't that interested in that, but that's not the only audience, right? Exactly, exactly. And I just, you know, and, and if we could, you know, it, it, it's been a problem in golf, like trying to make everything so exclusive. Um, if we could just open up to the fact that this is a game for everybody and be patient with the people that are coming into the game and take joy and like welcoming, welcoming them into our house. Right. It's like, there's so much beauty in that. And then it's like, it's like teaching somebody a new language. Once they learn it, you know, they spread it and golf could really be just this universal bridge for like across coaches. And I see the, the upside and like doing that. But I do think that there are people that are incentivized by keeping golf smaller and more niche, right? Like you hate the thought of like, oh, I can't get tea time because everybody loves golf. All these amateurs coming in. I mean, all these new beginners coming in and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, yo, welcome them in, but tell them like the prince, like educate them on like how they can approach the game in a way that doesn't infringe on anything and provides them the best experience, right? It's like it's education that you don't need exclusion. You just need a better push of information. So I'm just, I'm all about bringing more people into the script, you know, no matter what your background, skill level, whatever. And, uh, and I think everybody should be on that same page. I totally agree. And I think that it's, uh, it is like we talked about before, it's up to us because once those people are no longer in the space, 
it's going to be left with us and it's going to look a lot different. So, I mean, you're looking at country clubs, like you're, like you mentioned, you know, we've all, we've played those exclusive country clubs and know how to dress and, and all of that. But what, what do you think the line is between super traditional, super conservative and no dress code music on the course? Like how do we find that balance? Uh, I think that like, it's always going to be relative. Like it, it's just like, it's getting in the car with somebody. Right. And it's like, what music do I play if I got a two-hour or four-hour car with, like, a certain person? Like, man, I probably can't go here. It's like, you got to be mindful of the people that you with, and you're just preserving an experience, right? It's just it's just like any other dynamic in life when you bring diverse people into the room. It requires a bit of, like, you know, you know, social and emotional intelligence. It requires a bit of, you know, empathy. It requires a bit of compromise so that we can come up with an experience that fits what we are here to accomplish. You know what I mean? And I think that it, it, as long as everybody just open to it, like you can find that balance so much easier. It don't have to be that clear cut. You know, it's certain people like that want to bet for a lot of money. And I'm like, I'm not going to play music around you because I'm locked in right now. And there's certain people that it's like, you know, they trash. So it's like, man, we need this music to distract us from this mayhem that's going on. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you just be fluid with the experiences, but just care about the people that you're around and, and everything should work itself out. But be open to the range of, you know, people that want to medicate. You know what I mean? Like be open to whatever is happening on the golf course. Just be open to it and just dialogue and be empathetic around it, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of people who there were very few people who disagreed with, you know, what I was saying on Twitter and what you were saying. Very few people disagreed. But the ones that did, in my opinion, don't seem to understand that there's more than one way to enjoy something. Right. Yeah. And it is a game. A lot yeah. of us are playing this on the weekends for fun. Why not do it with our favorite music? Or if you right. if you hate music, don't listen to it. But they're just people are so stuck in like it's all about me. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And I think that like it, you just, you know, I, 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 I would hate to be the type of person that limited myself to like my experiences and my beliefs on things and didn't acknowledge that there were probably better ways or doper ways of experiencing things like, uh, you know, because that's where like all the innovation and magic happens and like the dialogue happens. I would just encourage everybody as soon as like all the old people and I mean, oh, not like in the age term, but just like mindset wise. You on the golf course and get this rush of emotion that make you want to like snap on somebody. Why don't you just ask yourself like, what can I learn about this person? You know what I mean? Like, or just ask, just ask a question and go and ask them a question. You know what I mean? Like, what what do you get out of listening to music on the golf course? Like, oh, like not and not in a judgmental way or do more passive aggressive stuff like that, but just if you would just ask the question when you started to feel like you wanted to like reprimand somebody you open yourself up to a whole world of experiences. Like, let me tell you about this artist, or let me tell you the context of this song, or let me tell you. And it's like, bro, you could just become that much more cultured. You know, you could seem way cooler to your friend. Because if you get mad on the course, chances are you're not that cool to most people. If, if that's the way you, if that's the way you're approaching things. I agree. I went on a Twitter rant because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> like last week saying how nobody who follows me on Twitter because no pros follow me are, is allowed to get mad at themselves for playing bad because one, none of you practice and <laughs> two, you all suck anyway. So why are we getting like you get mad for what? It's a game. Right, right. right. Like, don't even get me started on that. That's a whole other topic. But what if you could say, you know, I, it was funny what you said on your Instagram story about like Jeff just wanted an invite. I could have gotten you an invite. Um, what any right. 
final thoughts about yesterday and, and what we can do to improve as a whole, not just us, not just the old traditional folks, but all of us. Uh, I just think that we, we all need to be open to like more diverse experiences in the game. Um, and I think that we need to be embracing diverse voices. Like, no way do I think that the things that I'm doing, there's anything unique about it. Like, I know seven people off the top of my head that if, that, that could have my same platform, same reach, same impact. You know, it's just they're doing better, more lucrative things with their lives right now. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, yo, just embrace the fact that, like, change is coming and it will forever be coming and, and be open to it and add value where you can because through that adding value, you will always stay relevant, you know? So, you know, don't necessarily go poking uh, everybody that's new and coming on the scene for, for a little clout opportunity. Uh, but just try to embrace that and see where there's opportunity to add value as things continue to change. I love it. And there's always something we can learn from each other. Then that goes both ways again. Um, one last thing I'll mention before we sign off, Jeff, if you're watching this or listening to this, props to you. And I want you to come on the podcast. Talk about this with Roger and I. Let's have a little town hall. Um, anytime. Shoot us a DM. And I mean, there's no hard feelings on my end, no hard feelings on your end. I think that's the beauty of social media is that we're allowed to disagree. And everybody's under the under the uh, impression that everyone has to agree on everything all the time. And that's not how it is. Geoff, come on, Geoff, let's go. Let's talk about some stuff, man. I want to know how I could be killing the media game if I was around 10, 15 years ago, man. I need to roll some of that information over to what's going on right now. You know, I yeah. Gotta- no, we can do this together, dog. Yeah, and it's learning from each other. It's working together. And how much more successful could both of you be then, right? And Jeff, but Jeff did give me a bunch of Twitter files. I didn't even know what Twitter was. But now Twitter, I'm feeling like Twitter is just a place for me to get them thoughts out. I'm going to do a tweet a day for like the next 30 days. And this is all Jeff's doing. And I appreciate him for exposing me on a platform I had no understanding of the power of. So pre- I appreciate you. Well, C-list celebrity, Roger Steele. Thanks for joining me today, Roger. I love what you're doing and how you're expanding and truly growing the game. Let's do it again soon. Man, I appreciate you. Thanks. We'll talk soon. Cheers, you guys. Make it a great day. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.